February 3rd, 2019. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
next day to everybody I'm gonna scream it at the top of my lungs Caramel City is where I come from C Pedro Show. Happy Sunday. Uh, we're in between the second and third storms. You know, SoCal here, we don't get a lot of <laughs> rain. It usually comes in February when it does come. We did have some weird ones last month. That was unusual. Most of our water comes from snowpack, but, you know, things are changing. So, uh, yeah, three storms in a row, but there was a little gap, and I did a hobble from uh, Cabrillo Beach here to the pier, and, uh, God, we got a double rainbow in that little window, so I got a shot of that. Um, but even better news is, right, you're in Toronto, Brother Danko. Yep, I'm in Toronto. Yeah, the big and, town. Uh, just past the polar vortex. All right, there's been the bubble up there, freezing the Midwest and you guys. Yeah, yeah. Shit. But it's okay now. Yeah, it's been okay. That's bitching. And uh, in fact, they say maybe uh, early spring because... Uh, Puxitani Bill, he, he didn't see his shadow. <laughs> you know about <laughs> yes, that shit? Right. There's some kind of, yeah, yeah. So that that's good news and stuff. And uh, anyway, it's a big honor to have you on the show. I, I started off with John Coltrane doing twenty six two, and then you're Carmel City. Nice, good I stuff. And uh, I, I I learned that you're on the radio. You got a radio show too. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing one since 2011. I saw it. It was like it in was, the hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And even before that, I was doing uh, another one uh, in Europe. So uh, this this one's more of like a chat, like what we're having now. Okay. Catching, and I'd love to have you on. Shit, and yeah. uh, no just problem. catching up with people. Yeah, be great. Uh, let's see. 
me and Brother Matt, we've been doing it about 17 and a half. It may all be 18 years and almost uh, 600 shows. Well, so. I've been on your mailing list for almost as long, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we used to do it in the old days, right? We <laughs> had to use the... Uh, well, I remember me and D-Boom, we uh, divide the world into two categories. There's going to be gigs and flyers. So everything that ain't a gig, that's a flyer. <laughs> to get people <laughs> to the fucking to gig, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, look, let's start from the beginning of your musical journey, Dave. What about your earliest musical recollection, memory, or some shit? Uh, it's funny you should ask me that because just yesterday on Twitter, on the old Twitter, Twitter. Uh, somebody, yeah, someone tweeted me and included a whole bunch of other people, including Tony Orlando. <laughs> and Don? And Tony Orlando and Don. And Tony Orlando and Don's uh, song, Tie a Yellow Ribbon, was oh, yeah. the very first, yeah, it was the very first song that I liked as, a, as an infant. They tell me. They would play that song and I'd be sleeping. I'd, I'd still be sleeping. I'd get up, standing in my crib, sleeping, and I'd dance. And then when the song's over, I would go go lie down again. So in, in a way, it was like sleep dancing. Yeah. So you know, I was, D. Boone used, so uh, used to sleepwalk. You know, for a couple months, we both had to live at my ma's while I was having knee surgery. And uh, yeah, he'd just get up. And with the mouth open and eyes closed, and be, you could even say some words to him. It was really strange. So I, I believe that. I think they had another big hit that I remember called uh, Knock Three Times. Oh, yeah. On the on <laughs> I, ceiling I or the pipe or some shit. Yeah, yeah. He turned yeah. into kind of a, a Las Vegas. I think he might be still going. He Yeah, and he, he the reason why I knew he was on Twitter, I tweeted him. I said, hey, Tony. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, when when he liked that tweet from that other person, yeah. I tweeted directly to Tony Orlando and I said, "Hey, you know, tie a yellow ribbon, my first song I ever liked." I'm still waiting for his reply. Okay. Um, it's, it's been less than 24 hours, but you asked me my earliest music recollection. Yeah, because I'm, I'm curious, and, and then also I'm curious about the pad. Now, were, were, were your folks uh, listeners or players or both? My mom played piano. In fact, she uh, would would play for like senior citizens' homes and stuff, and she still does it. You know, when there's a party, she's the one who's designated on the piano to to play all whatever carols or right. sing-alongs or whatever. So there was always a big piano, not a big piano, but a piano against the wall in our house. That's that's what I was asking you. Like in the living yeah. room, was there a piano? Yeah. Now, and, uh, now, were you was, one of these guys like? You're going to learn piano, and here's the teacher, and the teacher was not kind of bullish. Yep, exactly. You had that experience? Exactly. Now, did it almost chase you away from music? It it did entirely. Because I've had people on the show that it's been like nightmare experiences. I hated it. I hated it. I didn't want to learn. And even that's why with guitar... I liked it because I started getting into rock music and I wanted to play the music they played. But, but Dave, I don't can know I ask music. you something? Do you really yeah. believe that rock and roll came from the guitar or do you really think it came from the piano? Oh, I've never even thought of that. Think I about mean, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say. Think about R&B. Think about Boogie Woogie. Yeah, Little Richard, especially. I Little think, Richard, for, big time. Yeah. But also, there was stuff maybe 50 years before that that was kind of proto. 
Sure. Right? Sure, so, you know, I think actually rock and roll is piano music, but there's something way more Econo about a fucking guitar. <laughs> you know, I think maybe, uh, yeah, like you mix a guitar with Jerry Lee Lewis and you, you got Angus Young or something. Yeah, or right? Scotty Moore, right? With or Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Or Jimmy down the road, yeah. The, starting with, uh, yeah, Charlie Christian. And, uh, but but you know what I'm saying? Nowadays, yeah, a Casio keyboard, very Econo. But can you imagine a piano versus just an acoustic guitar? A, a lot more accessible and then bring it yeah. around. But I really do think the heart of rock and roll might be on the piano. I know this kind of because of the bass lines. A lot of left hand on the piano. You know. Well, you know, in terms beyond the music, I mean, in terms of presentation, I really feel that Little Richard should be the true king of yeah. rock and roll. I now, mean, now Chuck Berry on the guitar, but his solos, there's a lot of that. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yep. you know, we need a lot of orchestra uh, instruments to make an orchestra. So I'm not trying to get all, but I'm, I'm tripping on that. So. What about at school? Did you get in shit like choir or the school band, the marching band, shit like that? No, I, I hated all that because of okay. all that piano from when I was a kid. I, I hated all the theory. So yeah, yeah. when I started to play guitar, I took lessons for maybe three, four months. Yeah, no, let's talk I, about that. What 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 would you say to your folks? I want to buy me a guitar, please, like Christmas or something. Yeah, exactly that. I, I, I wanted it for Christmas, and my mom said... You have to learn it on this classical guitar. Okay, nylon string. Yeah, because she was, you know, into piano, so she wanted it the proper way. They did not like rock music all the way till this day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and uh, so I, I kept at it. She saw that I kept at it, and then finally she relented, and I got a, a Squire Stratocaster for Christmas when I was in high school, grade nine, and I just kept at it. You got an amp too, right? A little PV Audition 30 amp. Yeah, yeah you know the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. so now you got your guitar. So what, uh, what, I'm curious. Uh, it's one of these things. If I buy you this, you're going to take lessons, right? So exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, at first it was a, a, a classical, so they're you know teaching you that kind of stuff. I think there's even a, a, a kind of little stand for one of your legs to, to stand it up proper right i mean there's a whole yeah, kind yeah. of thing to that world but then you get on the electric guitar you got an amp are you still in the lessons world or are you like trying to learn off records no i'm i've ditched the lessons by the time i got the electric guitar and now i'm just learning off uh records like the ramones and yeah. the misfits because those are the easiest i could hear that i liked sure sure now what about buddies after school do you make the the garage band the basement band the bedroom band yeah, that happened on the week weekends, and uh, I would try. You know, the guys who liked the kind of music I did, I went to an all boys school, so it was hard. It, not too many people were into what I liked, but the the two people that were, they they weren't as into playing instruments as I was. So it was hard. It was hard, and the people who were into instruments, they weren't necessarily into the music that I was into. Oh, okay. So it was trying to bridge, you know, all these these different factions together and I was never satisfied. It was only when I started going to university and I, I sought out like-minded people that I started to find my way. But which, which, uh, this next song play, I want to play, Danko. Very yeah. appropriate because it's called, Do You Want to Rock? <laughs> 
to spend years in war zones where I covered the heroics of our men and women overseas and got a real taste of both the horror and the adrenaline of combat. After years of all...
I'm waiting and diversity and diversity. I'm collecting and dispersing. I'm collecting, waiting and diversity and dispersing. Information. Information. Liberation. Liberation. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Rope propaganda song. Bob Dylan. Both propaganda song. The ball 
Just talking about this tune that you just heard, Soul on Ice, Danko Jones. And uh, Brother Danko saying this is actually from the book from Elrich Cleaver. Because that's the first thing well, I was, uh, thought about. Yeah, I took it from the book. I took it. The song isn't really necessarily uh, lyrically derived from the book, but the the title is definitely inspired by the book. Yeah. Yeah. Intense stuff. Uh, those times. Whoa. <laughs> well, those... They, they say there's no uh, history around. never repeats itself, but I wonder. Well, those times are coming around. That's these what days. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I think somebody said, well, if they do repeat itself, it's like as a farce or some kind of joke, but Jesus. <laughs> then we had Eugene Chadbourne, Professor Huge with Sun Watches doing Bob Dylan, the kind of version of Minuteman. Bob Dylan wrote propaganda, so his take on uh, Peter from. Uh, Mission of Burma, ahead of that, he's living in Providence now, and with Plant, his new uh, Proj Mini Beast, ahead of that, uh, Dietrich and Barnes with People Person, Dietrich is John Dietrich from uh, uh, Deerhoof, incredible musician in uh, New Mexico now, I got to do an album with him called the Hand of Man Band, Tim Barnes and Tom and uh, who else? Yeah, those three. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> trippy, trippy record. Crushed by Pimps from London. Happier Perf. Oh, yeah, and Blurred ahead of that. Ted Melt we had on last week, also from London. 
with uh, they'll be here soon. Uh, incredible cat, and I saw him open for the fall. Yeah, what thirty nine years ago or so, and to get to talk to the man. Wow, what a trip! Uh, times a freight train. Uh, Phil, Phil Spector's ahead of that from Oklahoma City with the man who loved elevators. Uh, Doug Pollard, Doug, Bob, Doug Gillard. He's got it on guitar, but he's, he's he's got another album. This is from the last album. <laughs> You know, he just I just got one from this guy. Uh, maybe it's hundred second album. This uh, anyway, sport uh, a sport component national ahead of that. Seb Braddock's brand new Lorna Doom, and that's for Sister Lorna. We lost from the Germs. Big inspiration to me. Uh, my my age too, so that was trippy. Uh, invested a lot of earnestness in me. You know, mm-hmm. right? How much time we got? You probably think about this sometimes. And then, do you want to rock? Danko Joe started that all off. And so, you, you went to school where? Where near Toronto? There? Yeah, I went to school downtown Toronto, and uh, it was an all boys school. Not too much rocking going on. It was only when I left uh, and I, I I went to university and I got into college radio. I met like minded people, and away I went. Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard to tell people. That's what I meant by going to school. <laughs> no way it was college. Oh, yeah. what, what what school was it? College was it? I went to York University York. for films. Sure, so sure. I was in film school. I know about York, Fort York. A lot of Jewish <laughs> people aren't. We're not learned in school about. We tried to steal Canada, and they blew up a bunch of soldiers there. Because you know, and I know this because I played a gig there with the Stooges, and I thought, yeah, yeah, that's the you best thing about touring. You get to learn shit, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Brother Denko, let's talk about the old days about college radio. I, I think the maybe the younger shift isn't aware on how important that was about taking over the radio station and where DJs had their own shows and you didn't have to do uh, some kind of broad playlist from some music director stuff. And it was a lot of uh, uh, asserted self-expression, right? Well, that's where, you know, I went to, I went to university for, for film, but I really now credit my time at the college radio station that was really my education i learned so much music there because the people there were really tuned in they they were miles ahead of me when i got there they taught me so much about music and now that i play music for a living that was my real education i'll tell you some other film students that turned into a band you might not know uh in socal here the urinals they were film students at UCLA. They actually first gig is at the dorm. Murals <laughs> <laughs> had a huge effect on Minutemen. Uh, they're still going. Uh, Two thirds. Oh wow! Yeah, still going. So okay, so you get your own show uh, on on the radio, and but also you're doing bands. You're finding people at, at college to play with. I ended up going back, which is weird. I ended up going back to my old high school friend my old best friend in high school and the two of us together kind of started a band and made our way through the scene together and then when he decided to not play with me anymore he didn't want to do it anymore i started the band that i'm in and that was 23 years ago so you we're talking your second band is the danko jones band yeah a third band yeah we did two bands together oh, you did two what, what, yeah. what were they called what were they called the first band was called Horseshack, as in Welcome Back, yeah, Arnold. <laughs> Up your hose <laughs> with the fucking rubber nose. Right? Yeah, yeah, and we were big Welcome Back, Cotter fans, so okay. we named our band after that. And, and it was a noise rock band because it was in the 90s, and 
touch and go and sure. amphetamine reptile were the yeah. Were the they, in fact, they put out a compilation of urinal stuff, amphetamine reptile. Oh, I have to track it down. There. Yeah, yeah. That was the first big like I don't know what you call it like retrospective or a you know like it's like a double CD all all their shit up to that moment. Oh, check my God. it out. Yeah, yeah. it's bitching. So, it, it, and what was the second band called? The second band was a two piece band. Much like uh, uh, the Gibson Brothers or, or the Flat Duo Jets. Flat Duo Jets. Dexter. Uh, yeah. Rob Wyler. And they were, we were called uh, the Violent Brothers. Okay. Because. <laughs> well, 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 what actually, about the other look, band, uh, the Horse Shack Band? Do you remember the first gig? I do remember the first gig, yeah. Uh, very underwhelming. But event, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, but we eventually started to do the next step of a band is opening up for touring bands. So yeah, we opened right. up for uh, uh, the Jesus Lizard. Um, we opened up for the Luna Chicks. Yeah. We opened up for Wool. Uh, those yeah. were, and we broke. We broke up right when we were about to open up for the Unsane, which was a, a band we we loved. So sure, we I think there's them. a version of Unsane uh, still going. There is, yeah, yeah, uh, there is. No, but I want to hear about the first Horseshag gig. <laughs> I'm just curious. We played, it was, a, it was kind of a, like a coffee house slash bar, and it was really only our friends' bands playing, and the only people in attendance were friends of the band. And I remember driving my dad's car downtown, and I was more nervous about it getting stolen or broken into or getting a, a, a parking ticket than actually playing the gig. Okay. Yeah, because it's concentrate. Some pop shit, right. I was, yeah, I was just too nervous about borrowing my dad's car <laughs> for the then, gear and everything. Then being scared on stage. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. You know what I forgot to ask you? What was the first uh, record you bought for yourself? Does it count if my mom bought it for me but you picked it but i picked it yeah it would be kiss alive oh yeah double album sure and because it had a booklet and i wanted to see if i could you know get more stuff out of it and then i ended up my mom said if you write to the address on the back cover of the album i'll send the letter in and i did i joined the kiss army and that was when i was six years old whoa i remember that record i think a lot of it said coho hall in detroit yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, <laughs> and, and then I also forgot to ask you, what was the first gig that you went and saw? Not played, but, uh, you know, in attendance. It was a, a Metallica. Whoa. Metallica, So yeah. it was a big pad yeah. in Toronto? In Maple Leaf Gardens, yeah. It was oh, a, yeah, Maple Leaf. Big... I played there once, opening for Primus. Hot, yeah, that's where I met some of the Rush guys. Yeah, because Les uh, really likes the Rush guys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Of course, because right. I'm in a yeah. trio, you got to like Rush. <laughs> they actually were very <laughs> nice guys. They were nice guys. Yeah, they, there's, uh, they're, they're still, I think, well, two of them, I think, still live in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, Al I think Alex the, and Getty. Yeah, I think the band broke up. The drummer can't play anymore. He's uh, too old. But I, that's my, the time I was at that place. It was it was the old place where it's right. The Maple Leafs used to play kind of old, beat up. Yes, yes. Yeah. And now the Maple Leaf Gardens, that huge arena, is yeah. a grocery store. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> that's a, that, you know, that's a good evolution. It's better than, uh, you know, uh, something else, uh, you know, crack house maybe or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something sick like that. But uh, how, how old were you at that Metallica gig? I was 16, I think, 15, so, 16. So I'm curious, did you get yourself there like you took the bus or something? Yes, I uh, took the subway down there. My problem was I loved all these bands, but I had two problems. First problem was my mom wouldn't let me go out on a weeknight downtown to these clubs yeah. to see all the smaller bands play. Yeah. And nobody wanted to come with me. They were not interested. They didn't know the bands. They didn't know what I was talking about. But Metallica you could get someone. So I had one friend and we both went together because um, he he knew or heard of a Metallica, what Metallica was. Man, so we're talking, really we're, I, Brother Danko, we're talking I, about Toronto, the biggest town in Canada. <laughs> I can't, because they actually got a yeah. scene that goes way back with DOA and Day Globe abortions and, you know, all kinds of nils. There was old yeah, there was I mean, stuff in the old days, but... Look, we're at the end of the first hour, February 3rd. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you more about this next. Uh, 2019 special guest, Dangle Jones. Hold tight for hour two. February 3rd, 2019. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Get a 
Baker Kane, our home on the range, solemn recollection that I've seen you somewhere in the past before. maybe a number one team because they're fierce and they're strong and you know what I mean from the hinterlands calling and we're calling out moo we're going to shake them down we're going to get to you 
Corn fed and milk bread, the moon and the stars. Winning a ball and then hitting the bars. Do not mess with these hyphers when you face them on foe. Because they really knock you down. They're like a charging bull. I've seen what happens when they take in the best. They will take off your plumage just to feather in their nest. Shake down and break down you, just watch them roll. Ratchet the score and they're taking their toll. I mean these ladies are bad and they give no quarter. The path to victory just keeps getting shorter and shorter. From the west coast to the east coast, we are going to see them tremble. When they skate out to represent a paragon they do resemble. Go down and get down and care jamming again. Knock down and take them out there doing it then. Hey, well, they invite you around just to see NA's team or they go on the road when they're picking up steam. If you really want to mess with what proves to the, be the best, you'd better practice hard because they'll put you to the test. So when you hear moo, you better get tight. They'll take you on now and they'll win you tonight.
can see it when she moving her feet. If you turn it up a little bit higher, gonna lose it and I'll start to perspire. I don't mind cause I'm along for the ride. I don't mind cause I'm along for the ride. I like to see her moving up in the live. I get off watching her gets me high. I don't mind cause I'm along for the ride. I don't mind cause I'm along for the ride. I like to watch her move her hips to the side. Watching her gets me high. Walk from Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. The Danko Jones doing Let's Start Dancing. And uh, Telomere Repair after that with Onfi uh, Ucas, Spain. That's uh, Josh Hayden, uh, Petra's brother, with uh, Shirt Kane uh, from his new album. Uh, Joe Brewer out of Madison with the Dairyland Dolls rap. Uh, still House Plants out of Glasgow with Spit. And finally, another dance song from Danko Jones Dance, Dance, Dance. So, so, so what's with the dance here? I mean, I'm in the dance. <laughs> I don't dance too much. Okay. <laughs> so I sing about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. That makes great, great sense. Uh, we're talking off air about the Toronto scene in the old days because how it's trippy. You couldn't find dudes to go to gigs or make bands with because I know the yeah. coasts in the old days, BC and uh, Quebec, they had stuff going. Yeah, like you mentioned uh, before the break, there was uh, uh, DOA and, and Daglo Abortions and No Means No uh, right. on the West Coast. And Toronto, we had our bands, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as as uh, uh, huge as like a DOA is huge. But but we did. And there's a new book that just got put out called Tomorrow is Too Late, which is about the Toronto hardcore scene. And, oh, great. You know, and there's, there's also there's – also, um, uh, uh, other other books on the on the Toronto punk scene, the early punk scene, um, Trouble in the Camera Club, uh, Treat Me Like Dirt. There's all kinds of books that you, if you could do searches on, you can find out. As I am, because I'm I'm also uh, trying to piece my own scene together because it was before my time. Sure, uh, sure. The, the Tomorrow is Too Late just came out. It's a wonderful book and talks about bands like Sudden Impact and Chronic Submission, Direct Action, MSI, bands like that, Youth, Youth, Youth. There were bands. And, okay. And it, 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 yeah. We're talking Ontario or just yeah, that's, Toronto? that's Toronto specific. Yeah, yeah very Okay, Toronto. okay, because there was another town I'd play a lot, London, right, called The Office. And I'm wondering if oh, they had that? their own little scene because they're a little bit more west of Toronto. Yeah, yeah, two hours away. Uh, there, there was a scene back then, and I'm just—I know I'm trying to name drop a band, but even even earlier, even before the the hardcore era, there was bands like the Vile Tones from Toronto, and 
That's so right. The, I remember Vileto. Yeah. What about, yeah. there's a college town near Toronto called Guelph, right? Yeah. I played a club there in the 90s called Trashateria. Well, called Trashateria. Trashateria, we played, we played there. Okay, well, did you ever meet the boss? Because this guy introduces me to the boss. He ain't Mike Watt. This is Mike Watt. The guy had the same name. No, I never, no, yeah. I never met Mike Yeah, Watt fucking tripped me out. <laughs> it fucking tripped me out. I didn't even know that. And then, you know, he was like, he just got the club and was just getting uh, acquainted with the movement. So I guess Ig, uh, was solo Ig, Iggy Pop gig coming. The next night, it, the... I got told he went there and uh, jumped on stage and bouncers punched him out. <laughs> so I'm so serious? sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> Don't blame Egg, please. I, I, what about this song, Crazy? We're Crazy? I want to play this song, We're Crazy. There's nothing deep about it. It's just a, <laughs> you know, it's just a fun riff, and we turn that Great riff, riff. Into a, with, a, with a hooky melody line, and we turn yeah. that into a song. Crazy. Yes, we are c c crazy Yes, we are It's you, baby, who I like to love Nobody gets me set for you I want to shout this on top of the highest mountain And let the whole world know it's true I'm on a mission to get some kissing It's necessary
crazy.
dreaming is forbidden. Now the queen may kiss the bride. Now the train draws into the station. Someone does not arrive. Now the groom may kiss the bride. Now the groom may kiss the bride. You were going to make a statement But you've already been tried In the department of poetic justice Where they pack the pretty lies Found Failing to make the connection Found Reaching for the sky You're not listening you're not listening, you're dreaming. I can see it in your eyes.
show yeah you just heard burn in hell <laughs> which is yeah i don't have to ask what that's about <laughs> and then <laughs> that's from dan Cook. and then uh, another jones but this guy's in kansas city dan jones with the concave man he lived a long time in eugene conked at his pad see you let Watt conk at your pad he plays songs on his radio show <laughs> from you <laughs> <laughs> He's a beautiful man, Dan Jones. And then, uh, oh, another project, Ted Milton's involved with the Odes. Love is like violence. The head of that, something live. Midwest Medicine, which are actually out of Portland, Maine. <laughs> well, like John Fogarty, very northwest bayou, right? <laughs> very northwest bayou. Mantra. Uh, the Sex Stains with Land of Lala. I think this is the lady that was in, uh, what's he call himself now? It's Vice like Cooler. Cool. Vice Cooler. No, he had a uh, the lady from Bratmobile. They had something called yeah, the Hottie. Right, Hottie Truth. Wolf. That's right. Yeah, she's you got great. a better memory she's than great. I do. Yeah, she's great. We we toured with her other band a uh, long time ago, uh, the Cold Cold Hearts, and uh, oh, Alice right. was an old friend. Right, and, and then Chris touched him. That's how I know him as. He was from Mobile, and uh, two of his brothers, they had the XXBRXXB or something. One of the guys, I think, is in Deerhoof, Ed. And anyway, small world. And 
Small world. I love people making music and letting the freak flag fly. Julie Slick, great bass player out of Philly with uh, Marco Machera ahead of that, Overcome. Remorse Code with Like a Joey. I think a Joey is what you call a baby kangaroo in Australia, maybe. And then we start all off with uh, huh. self-explanatory, we're crazy, Danko Jones. Great lick. Great melody. Let's talk about Casey. The, the bass man's been with you all this time. He comes in when you make this third band, Danko Jones. Well, JC was in uh, other bands that my two previous bands used to play in. So I would always, I played bass, and I would always borrow his bass rig. And so okay. that's, I'd never, I didn't have a, I didn't have a bass amp. So when it came, and we got along really well as two bass players. Yeah, but it's how, a little you, club. Didn't, you didn't mention anything about bass when you were talking about uh, nylon string guitar and Squire Stratocaster. When did the bass thing happen? When did the bass? I thing? forgot. It was I played bass and sang in Horseshack. Uh, I forgot to tell you. So that's probably why you and I we get along so well. There's this kind of <laughs> bass guitar thing in in my in my history. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now it makes sense. Thank you for enlightening yeah. that. So and also it's the glue that gets you going with fucking JC. That's happening. Okay. Yeah. So so when it was time when you know my my second band kind of disbanded. He was the first person I called, and I said, hey, you want to do this thing? So we – yeah, and so it's been him and I ever since, day one. Can, uh, can I ask you about the first Danko Jones gig, though? What was that like? <clears throat> well, uh, the first one was more of a rehearsal. We only told our friends, and, like, there was, you know, 10, 15 of them in the back room of some club that let us play uh, just to test out our songs and stuff. But the first official – a uh, gig was in Montreal at a place called Looney's with a band called the Space Shits. And uh, <laughs> now, now this Looney. When you say Looney's, are you talking about the bird that's on the coin? I believe so. Like Looney's, it was a punk rock bar. Because lunatic, you know, <laughs> it also means crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was spelled like like our coin, Looney's. Okay. I believe so. Okay, and. It, the spaceships had um, King. Uh, I guess everyone, the whole world knows him as King Khan. Oh, he lives uh, in Berlin now. Yeah, so it was his old band, the Spaceships, and us, and we played Montreal and Ottawa together over a course of a weekend, and and that was it. And so those you mean ah, Ottawa? You know, I think I played Ottawa once, but I played Hull on the other side of the river. Yeah, we never played there, but yeah. I played there with Porcelain Forehead and My Dog Popper and Drunk Engine, I think, or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I played in Hull. And then I remember across Ottawa had something later on called Zevod Babble Box or something off that. Oh, Z yeah, Zephod's Beeble Brocks, yeah. Yeah, from the uh, Hitchhiker Guidebook. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We, okay, we so what was that gig like? Was it scary? Uh, no, actually everybody, it was a fun gig. Uh, there was no stage at Looney's and we just played. I still have it on a cassette somewhere. You, you, didn't, was, you didn't take your pop's car. So you weren't sweating over that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I remember, uh, we, we went record shopping the next day and I bought a Chico Hamilton album Whoa. and that was what I remember of that weekend. George Hurley way into Chico Hamilton. You know, I read this thing. And you being a bass player, you can relate. Chico, you know, wants songwriting credits. He wrote songs, you know, on his albums. And nuh-uh. 
drummers don't write, so, uh, bass players don't write something, you know, even Charlie Mingus writes it on the piano. And I was with, involved with this project, and the guy, one of the guys was talking about it, and he said, yeah, Watt came up with some bass lines. Those were songs, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird about uh, the division of labor inside of some of these unit, musical units. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dirty and nasty. It's the underbelly of, of music, I think. <laughs> it's You know, one mistake we did with the Minutemen, George Hurley should never sat in the back. He should have been right up front, the way I put my drummers now, right at the front. Of the but speaking of drummers... Danko Jones has been through a couple of drummers. Yeah, we've had our share. But who was that guy at the first gig? Uh, he was uh, Michael. Michael. He was our first drummer. He stayed with us for two and a half years. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, and he he really he was a you know kind of a hack and slash trash, perfect for what we were at the time, which was just a garage punk band. And uh, then we segued into more of a hard rock sound. And right now we have Rich Knox. He's been in our band since 2013, and there's just no stopping. We get along off stage, on stage, like we never have with any drummer in our band. There's there's a lot of unity uh, and a lot of laughing. But that that's beautiful on. because you know the it's rhythm music. Come on. You're in denial otherwise, right? That's the heart of the band is the drummer man with the beat in his hand, the stick man. Look right at the end of the... Uh, what's that? It truly is. It truly is. Okay. Yeah. This idea that they're retarded or they're not musicians, this is hugely wrong in my opinion. We're at the end of the second hour February 3rd, 2019 edition of Peter Show. Special guest, Dankle Jones. Hold tight for hour three. February 3rd, 2019, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. I'll admit it, I've done a few things that I shouldn't be proud of. I got no remorse, no regrets, never happy endings on this dark set. And if you want to get down, I can go down as low as you want to get. I wouldn't try to push me, it'll only leave you with regret. Don't test me.
too sweet exaggeration Secret expectations Fall into bitter revelations
Peter Show, we start off the third hour with, I I think, Bad Thoughts by Danko Jones. You you don't have to explain these things. You wrote them, you, you played them, you know, but do you want to say anything about that, too? The only thing I will say is that it's loosely based on Bullet by The Misfits. Whoa. Um, just in, in terms of uh, just the, the way the chorus is laid out. Uh, and, of course, you know, you base something on uh, – you, you base a song on something – you want to try and bury that as as far or move far away so people don't think you're you're completely yeah, you know photocopying. Yeah, Dick Lee. But it's <clears throat> by the end. Of, by the time we were finished that song in the studio, it was very far from bullet sounding. But if you really listen close, the way I I sing is much like uh, the chorus of Bullet. Yeah, you're right. My favorite Misfit song. Then we had uh, Henry Kaiser with Dave Williams doing wheels right left. I'm going to play with Henry this uh, Friday and Wayne Pete and Vinny Golia, Golia, a buddy of uh, Nels Klein. We're going to, you know, I don't know, got me into this playing John Coltrane. This is one of the biggest pants shitter gigs, you know, Jesus Christ. But uh, that's Friday at McCabe. Bonsai Universe with an- another buddy of uh, Nels Woody's uh, Sweet Exaggeration. Uh, David Nesselhoff out of He's a doctor man out of Hamburg, but he does bass on the side. Ever lost? 
Uh, Chris Butler, out of, well, he's from Akron, but he lives in Cleveland now. Uh, better than I ever was. And he had a great drummer man in uh, The Waitresses, Billy Fika. In a fucking beret and a sweater. It's trippy, but that's still Billy Fika. And Michael <laughs> Jones, finally, you are my woman. Uh, uh, tell me about this new album you got. It's called, and I think you would appreciate it, it's called A Rock Supreme. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think, he, I think he wrote that to get, you know, saying thank you, God, for helping get off the shit. Now, is your record like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's more like a... Hey, uh, we play rock. That's yeah. about as far as, as deep as it gets. Okay, but, because actually, there's when he does the uh, 19 times of uh, I love Supreme, or how many times it is, that, mm -hmm. and he's changing the chords. He's actually spelling out the prayer. Uh, there's been such deep study on that that record, but it's pretty intense. Uh, wow, I, I've you know I've heard that album how but, many times, but I've never. I, I swear, a lot of I know uh, jazz and all this kind of stuff, but uh, n notice uh, there's no seven eighths time. It's not even Captain Beefheart's. It, it's still wild. As I think a lot of us in the rock and roll world are still connected, even at that time when he was passing away. I know the Birds said something about their eight miles high and Robbie Krieger with the solo and Light My Fire. And then those guys, and why not us? I mean, I first heard it when Raymond Pettibone played it for me. Ascension. And I thought he was i thought he was older, but I thought he was a punk rocker. I didn't even know he was dead. It was just my take on it. So, okay, uh, Rock Supreme. And you, would, would you record it there in Toronto? We recorded it outside of Vancouver with ah, Garth Richardson. West Side. Okay. Yeah, uh, with Garth Richardson. Sure. And, uh, Great guy. And uh, we we had a blast. We we laughed through the whole thing, and and we got along so great. And I think you could really hear it on the record. It's just pretty much we wanted to make a rock record that's rocking, and that's what we got. I mean, but how long did it take you? It took about a month and a bit uh, to do all the tracking and all everything and mixing and stuff. Maybe a month and a half. Did you have the tunes ahead? Yeah, we're 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 always you got to be super prepared because the sure. clock is ticking, you know. Yeah, like we, absolutely. We don't Min have we have Min sectioned off. But Danko, I got to tell you, Minutemen used to record in order, so we didn't have to spend money on sequencing. <laughs> it's like a gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes see to me that that I I totally understand that. But, uh, you know, we jammy Kano wasn't just a slogan. It was a way of life. <laughs> what about this song here, what? my little R and R? That was based on, um, it's just a rock song, but lyrically taken from, uh, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones. Uh, I was going to say, Keith Richards, so she's my little rocker. Well, okay. Exactly. What, I even, what I even guest right? <laughs> I, just, I even mentioned Tattoo You in the, uh, in the lyrics there. Okay, I remember that right. Let's listen.
down the street Hanging off of my arm You shake, they shiver, and you laugh out loud You know when to turn on the charm Nobody minds it, and they like it a lot When you're walking down the strip You get away with most anything Especially when you're licking your lips
We are the sluts of the USA. We are the sluts of the USA. And we can further, we can struggle, we can bust a nut. We wouldn't have it any other way. We're like a diehard punk tart. Never quit, never so smart. Pop tart. Got him shitting like a girl fight. Hold tight. Take a number, go get him.
show yeah, kind of strange uh, this song that I played uh, for the final song of the show uh, no regrets uh, no I mean full of regret I'm sorry because uh, yeah, people usually end with the idea of no regrets and so I wanted to trip on that it's a song about um, just unrequited love 
And so we, I think we all have that in our history where whatever it is, whether it was a relationship that didn't work out and it should have for one reason or another didn't, or you missed an opportunity to even say hello. Um, and so we all have that and that's what that song's about. Yeah. And so, so what's next? No, that's a great thing. I mean, if you don't have humility, if you can't look yourself in the, the mirror or whatever, and yeah, what's it all about? Just a front, you know? That, that's good stuff, brother Dave. What, what's next? Yeah. You're going to do a tour. We're all on our way. You've ca- you've caught me on the eve of us leaving. We're leaving on Tuesday to the West Coast, to where you are. But you um, were just here. I was. I was just in Nam. <laughs> Orange County. Yeah, Anaheim. Yeah. And then I came back for a week and a half, and I'm going back where I came from, and we're going to hit hit the West Coast with uh, Nashville Pussy and Prima ah! Donna. Is Corey Parks on the bass? No, she's not in the band anymore. Okay. Uh, but we knew we knew we met Nashville Pussy in 98 when she was in the band. So we've known those guys for so long. And I'm even on one of their albums. So yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be a fun tour to, to meet up with those guys and, and play rock. And they're great. And, and how, how big? Is this a two-monther or one-monther? Or? It's a two-weeker. Two-weeker? We're going to hit. Yeah. We're just gonna oh, so the just the west side. You're going to go up as far as uh, Coover? Almost. Uh, Seattle is where the uh, tour ends. Okay. And we're going to hit everything. L.A., Long Beach, uh, San Fran, Sacramento, uh, Las Vegas, Scottsdale. Um, I'm, I'm missing Well, where, where, where can people fi- uh, find the info? DacoJones.com? Yes, under tour and uh, easily found there. On Instagram, uh, Danko underscore Jones, and uh, the, the tour dates are up there on a post. Okay. And so, yeah. What, 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 I'm curious, because Canadian band, do you do maritime gigs? <laughs> you know what? We don't do it very often. We've been there. But... I One day I'm going to, though. <laughs> I really want to play out there. I have not played out there, because it's such a hell ride, right? Yes. Yeah, it's hard to get out there. We've been to Halifax a few times, but the other provinces only once, and one province we've not even been to, Prince Edward Island, which is where our drummer's from. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, so we have to go out there. <laughs> Play for mom. Exactly. <laughs> right. Do another gig for mom. Yeah, but to, yeah, one tour, I mean, people don't realize it, but Canada's bigger than the U.S. It's oh, a yeah, lot of yeah. space. What is that road? Four hundred one. You can hit the you can hit the East Coast Maritime Provinces with the four hundred one. Yeah, it's going to take you a long time, but yeah, you'll hit there. <laughs> Man, and then even if we, you want to drive to Canada, you go through what like Yukon and Northwest, and the, I, I, I played one I Canada gig, but I flew in it, and it was the islands. You know what they call the Maritime oh. Highway or some shit. Yeah. Uh, God, it starts with a K. Uh, but it's one of those <laughs> on fishing towns. It's, huh? On the East Coast? No, no, no. Alaska, I'm talking about. Oh, just gosh, to get, you don't, I don't know. Yeah, you got me, man. Yeah, I can't, my mind's <laughs> blanket. But it was one of the ones, the little islands that run along you guys' West Coast. But uh, it's just so distant. But, man, if Scotty would get that transporter machine fixed. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Then we can go anywhere. That's right. And uh, the hell rides will be a little shorter. Look, it's, I could have then I could have zoomed up to you right now. I could be right in front of you. That's right. <laughs> we could have our own version of Dose. Look, look, look. Person younger getting into this uh, music stuff, they ask for advice. What would you give them? I always say just buy records, and then when you think you've bought enough, buy more. Okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. Because yeah. music is music, right? This genre stuff is kind of corny. Oh, God, it is. It's just so segregated. I hate it. Yeah. And it really divides people. Yeah. And, it, it's, um, and people revel in it. Yeah. And you know what it really reminds me of are, are the people who, who revel in it remind me of the grand and imperial wizards who <laughs> like to divide. Yeah. And, and so I don't like it either. We're stuck in a world. We have to live through it. But if you if I had my way, the way I organize my records, it's by alphabetical order. It's not by genres. Great, great. And you know what Eddie Farmer would tell you? If you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So bring it, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's been really my honor to have you on board. Thank you so much for taking time. And when you get your next music out, let's talk again, please. Oh, my God. I would love to. This has been a my pleasure. Okay. I love it. People, it's been February 3rd, 2019, Dishwap Peter Show special guest, Danko Jones. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>